0: And welcome to this week's episode of the Morbidly Deceased Podcast. I'm your host, JC McCallum, and I'm joined today by... Evan Delworth. And uh, happy 420, but not for the reason you're thinking, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, today is uh, the anniversary of Dawn of the Dead coming out, um, which Evan's watching right now in the background as we're recording this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, God. This movie, honestly, you can just watch it so many times, and it never, ever, ever gets old. I I don't even need the sound on my TV to know exactly what's being said, what music cues are going on, what's happening. I just, it's all, I have it all memorized. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, right? Oh, fuck. This movie is so
0: good. It's funny, though, because um, we consider that a movie from 1978... But today, it was released in Europe first, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, in '78, but it was '79, April 20th, 1979, that it came out in America. So yeah, which is weird. Yeah, I'm always so confused <laughs> about when it actually came out. I I always forget the actual date. Um, you know, whereas like Halloween, where, like we all know, came out in October of '78, right? Like all around yeah. the world.
1: Yeah, um... Fuck. Okay. There's just, like... I don't know. I just can't say anything else. I just love this movie. And I know we're gonna do a whole fucking episode about it. Eventually. But that's gonna save all my really, like, big rants for it and... All all that
0: gibberish that I'm sure both of us will go on about. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Starting from, like... Oh, we should do, like, a running commentary one time. You know what? I was actually gonna ask... I
1: was like, we should totally do a commentary when all this shit's over and done with and do yeah, like a whole episode on the theatrical cut and we'll just watch and talk about it
0: yeah that would be awesome I think that would be really fun yeah we should start doing that like once a month for like movies yeah. that we know like really well oh yeah right that would be, be alrighty so <laughs> uh what am I gonna say now fuck uh- were you going to talk more about Dawn of the Dead, or, or did you want to talk about uh, what what we did last week? Okay, Dawn of the Dead, it's
1: 41st anniversary today. If you're listening to this, this will be another day that it's posted, but watch it at least this week if you possibly can, because the is just brilliant. Right. And, <laughs> it's funny, I'll say this too, in the beginning of the movie, when uh, they're in the news station and everything's falling apart... And I was listening and I never remember the doctor's name, but the one guy talking uh, to the newscaster, the the black gentleman, uh, yeah. the other guy's like, Oh yeah, it's like we're calling for martial law and I'm like, that's pretty much what's gonna be happening here and I just I heard it and I kinda laughed at myself and I was like, Holy fuck, it's happening. This right. is seventy eight. <laughs> and right. you know, forty years later it's like martial law is coming into play yeah. and stay inside and all that stuff. So this yeah. is kind of fun. Uh, I heard that uh, and it clicked, and I
0: was like, "Holy fuck, it's happening!" Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else to say, about it? I would go
0: ahead, man. Yeah, um. I mean, there's not much that we can say now that I know that we're gonna do a a long episode on on Dawn, That's but I'm like, it is like one of my like it is the movie when I was uh, really getting into horror and I had seen Halloween, but it wasn't until I watched Dawn of the Dead that I was like, "Oh shit!" Like. I need to watch every horror movie that I've ever said that I wasn't going to watch before because like, this is just awesome. <laughs> um, and like, especially in the, um, the making of documentary that's on the Blu-ray and the ultimate edition DVD one. Like,
1: um
0: oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, fuck like that's what made me want to be like a horror filmmaker specifically was that. Yeah. It's, oh, God, they, they just look like they're having so much fun with that movie. Yeah, like even the whole part with the mall is just like,
1: yeah, they're making like the best of a bad situation, but they're just like pretending like nothing's going on. They're just living life as like it's normal,
0: right? And, even, and that's like, why the
1: whole, um, montage of them like walking around getting groceries, ice skating, um, uh, Roger playing like. Duck Hunt, or whatever the hell it is, and, like, the racing game, I'm like, man, that's, it's, it seems, it feels so genuine, like, that's what you would be doing if you could do that. Right. Oh, it's just so good. <laughs>
0: it, it really is. <laughs> I mean, like, I, you and I, like, blow Dawn of the Dead every chance that we can get, but, like, yeah. it's <laughs> worth blowing every chance we get. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, like, I, I love Night and Day as much as the next guy, but, like, Dawn is, yeah. dawn is worth that right yeah and like it it kind of bums me out that romero likes day more than dawn because dawn yeah. is such a big movie though but
1: well that's what i mean even dawn it's not just a horror movie it's an action movie it's like oh sure, it's, it's a comedy like, oh, at times too. yeah yeah exactly and it's just like i think that gets overlooked a lot too people are like no it's just a zombie movie. it's like no it's much more than that right exactly yeah. So, well, you'll have to listen to us rant about it when we do our <laughs> full episode on it, then.
0: Right. <laughs> um. So, kind of speaking about uh, Romero, though, you and I watched. Um. Well, we kind of did a uh, a horror trivia with um local uh, a cafe called Deadly Grounds here uh, in Curtis, Ontario. Um, and we they host a horror trivia night. And you and I joined in and we watched Night of the Living Dead while yeah. answering trivia questions. And that was fun as hell. That was
1: fun. I've seen that movie a bunch of times. But even, like, um, Brad, who works at the, the coffee shop, just hearing him talk about it. And, like, you and I were obviously going on about Romero. And it was just, like, a, another way for us horror fans to, like, interact with other people. And it was just, like, another outlet of doing that. And it was just as fun.
0: Right, exactly. And, like, it felt like we were actually there, though. Like, we felt yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that it was. Felt like, we were I watching the felt... sleepover. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right? <laughs> exactly. And that's. But, uh, that was fun. And it's been a while since we've actually seen that movie, so it was nice to watch it, too.
0: Right. And, like, it was awesome, to, to, though, too, because, like. Um, The people that were watching with us, like, we all knew that we had all seen this movie so many times. So, like, none of us, like, it wasn't, like, trying to show it to a friend, like, during a sleepover and be like, oh, I promise this movie's good. And everyone's like, what the fuck is up with the zombies, man? You know what I mean? Oh,
1: God. Yeah, that, that, that was actually a week tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. And I think he said he was going to do it again this week. So, tomorrow, tomorrow.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll have to join back in, and we'll have to share the link yeah, so that we can get yeah. some of our listeners to, to play too. Yeah,
1: that would be cool. Yeah.
0: Um, and i mean like, yeah, Brad, super sorry, nice guy too. Sorry, I just said Brad is a super nice guy. Yeah, he really
1: is. He's he's like, this is said a lot, but he's honestly just as so much as fan as you or I or anybody else. Right, like he was getting excited about some of the stuff we were talking about, and everybody else in the chat, and, like, yeah,
0: he was
1: yeah, locked, exactly. like he
0: pumped about it. And I was like, it was fun. It was, it was really fun. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have him on at some point when, when this quarantine bullshit's over. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Are you going surfing yet, or you yeah. like this,
1: don't you? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I really I, do. <laughs> I like it too, like. A certain extent but then like okay i gotta go out for a walk or like even tonight i went and went to the grocery store quick and i'm like i just gotta get out for a couple minutes right and then, like i came back inside i was like okay this is i feel
0: better now and now i can stay inside for like the next couple days again yeah that makes sense like the only thing that i'm really having like a problem with is like when i want to go out to get like a coffee or something like i don't want everyone to like judge me for it <laughs>
1: No, I, yeah, that's the thing I worry about, too, right? Especially when if you go to, like, a store and you, like, pick up certain things that aren't, like, considered essential. It's just, like, well, no, like, even if it's, like, a bed of groceries and something else, it's, like, you can't get mad at me for doing that. I'm out already. I might as well pick up something at the same place that I'm at that I want while I'm here so I don't have to make two trips out, like.
0: Right, exactly. It's, it's crazy. People are fucking weird. Yeah. Like, the, the last thing that I did, um, like, one of the last times I went up to Walmart was when um, the Star Wars Episode Nine came out. And I'm like, well, I got to go to Walmart. I'm like, so I got to, I can't just go for a movie. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I'm,
1: like, I wanted to go up to Walmart tonight, but the lineup was fucking around the corner. I was yeah. going to get a few groceries, but um, that movie, have you heard of it? VFW? It's no, like, I haven't. Asian film. It's the same director that directed *Bliss*. He directed like a bunch of old guys, and it's like this fucking group of like it's almost *Assault on Precinct 13* kind of. These guys are stuck in a bar, and like these crazy fucking punk kids like try and kill these old guys, but then these old guys get pissed off and fucking kill them all. And I'm like, I need to see it. And (laughs) people were posting in a group that I'm in that's like the 4k disc is 15 bucks at walmart and i was like i have to go get groceries i might as well check for this thing and then i seen the lineup and i was like well that's not happening today right man
0: yeah i haven't been into a store since they've started doing like the lineup thing so that's kind of (laughs) crazy i know i went
1: into uh no frills and there's like this sign that says line starts here and it's like so far from the registers and I'm like oh okay so we're, we're at this point like this crazy right. <laughs> Jesus yeah but um, yeah, well, yeah we'll post something whatever for tomorrow so if any of you guys want to get in on this and listen and even play along like you win stuff like Pretty sure he's just doing coffee, but, like, the coffee there is really fucking good. So, it if you really win a bag is. of that, that's excellent. And if you're local, uh, they do drop-offs as well, so. Yeah, which is awesome. If you don't win, I would suggest looking at their website and picking up a bag of coffee if you like coffee, because they do deliver, I think, right. as far as, uh, Bowmanville, maybe? Or Oshawa Bowmanville? Right. Something like that. But, yeah, uh, we'll post the link and shit for the cafe store and
0: whatnot yeah and they're a pretty big company actually like i'm pretty sure i've seen their ads in like rue morgan shit like yeah. I, i've seen even like, scrolling on instagram like people in the states are ordering it and stuff like it's it's crazy they have a deadly grounds in the states oh do they and i'm not sure if it
1: started there or whatnot but they had there's like a full-blown website and everything deadly grounds coffee and right. then there's deadly grounds canada and I'm like, holy fuck! I didn't realize it was
0: this big. Right. But yeah, their coffee is yeah, fucking good. You check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's good coffee. If, if anyone's in the area, once the shit is over, stop in for a for a coffee. Um, you know, talk talk with the people there because they're all people just like you, and the place yeah, is like true. your dream house. So. <laughs>
1: They usually have like a horror movie or something horror. Like I went in one time the Adam Sandler was playing. Uh, yep, yep, I went same with time, those, yeah, yeah. one time the fucking Crusaders was playing the Toxic Avenger cartoon. They've got magazines, art, everything. It's 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 not just like a stop, get your coffee, sit down and talk. It's like enjoy everything that's around, like read a a horror magazine or something. It's they have the Fangoria books there, the big thick ones, and it's like, fuck, yeah. this is really cool. Yeah.
0: it's it has such a cool atmosphere to it and i'm really bummed because i wanted to start hanging out there this summer but i can't (laughs) i know and fucking that goes to shit (laughs) right exactly (laughs) oh man um okay so do you want to talk about uh you and i watched a documentary series on shutter yeah yeah uh, cursed films um what did you think of the series as a whole? And then we'll talk about each episode. Okay, so
1: I really, really enjoyed it. and I, I just think it's because like I liked it so much because they're talking about movies that uh, I do love. Uh, and I know a bit about. Some of this shit that's happened, but then I think I enjoyed it. Well, oh, excuse me, a lot more too, because I was finding out some new information, if not a lot, a little bit, about some of the stuff that was going on, and I, I thought, just thought that was like really exciting, and it was, it was new to me, I guess. Like I know there's or tons of horror documentaries out there, but like to talk about like cursed films, it's like really cool, and I just I really enjoyed it even the fucking music oh my god the music fit it so much and it was just incredible and then when they talked to a majority of the people they were really into it and it was really it was fun and interesting to watch some of these people talk about you know some of the religion from the Exorcist like some of that stuff and you know why a film would be cursed or all this shit and even like regular Joe's that are like, no, this shit's going on because of this and everything. It's just interesting to hear it all come together and it was really fun.
0: Yeah. No, I, I I agree for the most part. The the music was so good though. Like I loved the opening credits sounded so much like a goblin score. It, it really did. Like like it sounded like profondo rosso. Like it was like awesome. Um and then even like the end credit music was really awesome too. Like that that yeah. was one part that I really blown away by it. and it like really set the tone for the for the whole show
1: mm-hmm.
0: no i agree um, it was fantastic yeah um but uh which one was your favorite like wait, cause i don't want to say favorite because i feel like i might be a little messed up because a it starts out like kind of fun and lighthearted and like, oh, maybe movies have curses. And then the last two episodes are just kind of uncomfortable for me. Yeah, they're like
1: as down and depressing as you could possibly get and feel hearing about right. uh, someone else's tragedy. But yeah. I will say it is crazy when they talk about it in the Crow episode, just about uh, Bruce and Brandon Lee. St- so many similar things that happen, and it's just like, holy fuck! Po- we'll wait. will we'll, I'll talk more about them when we get to that episode.
0: Okay, so let's start off with the Exorcist episode. How, what were your overall thoughts on that one?
1: Okay, so with the Exorcist, you know, you hear about all the crazy shit that went on with that movie, and then you you know, it's about a little girl being possessed by some you know, they say it's the devil or some demon. And then she's doing this outlandish shit, like masturbating with a crucifix or like right. <laughs> spitting green pea soup everywhere and slapping, you know, her mother in the face or, you know, telling a priest that his mother sucks cocks in hell. It's just like it's for, for like, what is it, 73? That was crazy. Yeah, like, that was absolutely insane to think that, you know, Linda Blair, I think she was what, 13? Something like that. Yeah. That, like, holy fuck. It's just wild. It was crazy. But then, I will agree. Like, I, I thought it was kind of interesting. But at the same time, when they bring the exorcist into uh, interview, I kind of was like, this guy's a crock of shit. Yeah, right. This guy just seems weird. But then, the thing that kind of made me be like, okay, maybe, or something like, seems Bro. like Bro. Yeah, when the, the black woman, like, she's, yeah. that seemed genuine. It did. <laughs> and then it's the other ones were like, okay, what the fuck happened? <laughs> but, but, but that's what made me kind of like, oh, okay, wait a minute. And think about it was her, uh, her interview with him. It was just, I was like, something, it just seems too legit. Like, she doesn't seem like she's acting. It doesn't seem like it's set up. And then she right. just, like, pukes in a rag. It. And it's like, that's yeah. what happens when you go through an exorcist. And I was like, holy fuck, right. this woman's just puking. So that she just could have got, like, this demon taken of her. Right.
0: But then <laughs> the funniest thing was, was that one guy who, who was, like, ripping off his shirt. It, and then the guy's like, who are you? He goes, I am Satan. <laughs> oh, so I, extra.
1: that was <laughs> like, that was brutal. That was yeah. the worst part. It really was. That was, was. So a show. It was not even funny right <laughs> and even the end guy the end guy wasn't as bad but i'm like this guy's like i've got no car no home i've got a bit of money and then he's just sitting there counting out this money to give to this exorcist and i'm like really yeah you could find something better to do with your money like fuck that right <laughs> exactly <a> demon man <laughs> but yeah what did yeah. you think about
0: I wasn't a big fan of that episode. It was the first one released, and I was just sitting there, like, I'm like, I don't know, like, it, it went, I, like, I, I wasn't sure what their thesis was, because, like, nothing that bad really happened on the set of it, other than, like, Linda Blair got kind of hurt, and then, like, the the, the, then, the mom yeah. got kind of hurt, and then, like, Max von Sydow's brother or something died, yeah. but, like, he wasn't on the set of it, like, you know what I mean? Like, I... If anything, the only one, as far as I'm concerned, that can really be classified as, like, having a cursed or, as they say, blessed production is the Omen one. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Really happen. Yeah, no, it's just one that really happened. Yeah, I know. I mean, and the only,
1: like, William Friedkin, um, him asking the guy to pull the mom away, like, a little bit harder, that's not cursed. That's just him
0: getting a better
1: reaction out of her while she's acting. And they used that in the movie.
0: Right. Like, are we going to say that The Shining is cursed because the Overlook Hotel site got caught on fire? Like, that's I wouldn't classify that as a curse, right? Like, I don't know. I just felt like with The Exorcist one, they they were just really reaching for something when there wasn't really anything there. Oh, yeah. Nope. I agree with that. But the Omen one was crazy.
1: <laughs> one thing. The only other thing I'm kind of um, puzzled and interested about is when... Remember when they were asking Linda about uh, the bodyguards or something like that? Yeah. She's like, I don't want to talk about I want to know yeah. more about yeah. that. That's more interesting. And I want to know what the hell was going on with that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I... I Say like two and a half out of five for that that episode. Yeah, yeah, That's, I'd agree with that.
0: And I it mean, was interesting, to watch,
1: but yeah, and I th- I feel like you have to watch it just in order to get the feel of everything. It's not a perfect episode. It's not really that great, but I feel like if you skip it, you're you're missing out on the experience. Sure. But yeah, the omen. Let's talk about that.
0: Because that episode was actually really good. Yeah, that one had the most... Because, like, uh, two planes carrying people that worked on the movie, including Gregory Peck, the star of it, got hit by lightning (laughs) before filming. (laughs) Like, that would be enough.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was... um, I knew some shit like that happened, but then, like, you... I didn't realize it happened twice, and then you you find out the plane got hit by lightning twice, two flights that he was either on or supposed to be on, and it's like, holy shit, how did, that's not just a coincidence.
0: Right. That's like. And there was that other plane that, like, hit the thing of birds or so I forget who was on it, and then the plane ended up crashing and then, like, killing the family in the car, and then, like. Yeah, it's just yeah, the every, like pilot, the pilot's family was in the car that died, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's it's not
1: crazy. Yeah, that was And so then cool. there,
0: there's the one about the uh, the restaurant or whatever that they're all supposed to go to, and then it ended up getting bombed because they were like around the yeah, corner or something. London.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: that was that was pretty weird, too.
1: Yeah, like, that's and then not, that's crazy, though.
0: Right, and then there was that, um, I forget who it was again, but uh, they got into, like, a car accident where, like, the woman's head was chopped off just, like, in the movie, and then, oh, uh, okay. it, it, and the sign was, like, almonds, uh, 66.6 kilometers or something. Yeah, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that was weird. Like, yeah. How do they <laughs> do they find a road or, like, a street or something like that. There's yeah. a woman, 66.6. It's like, that is not a coincidence.
0: That's right. fucked like, up. Yeah, that one was crazy. But but like that they said in, in the whole episode, it was like they felt like it was blessed, not cursed, though, because not, nothing really bad happened to anybody involved in the filming of the movie, right? Yeah, and the movie, like, did phenomenal, too. Yeah, right.
1: So, I mean, yeah, you can't really call that cursed. I, right. I would just say, like, a series of very, very, very unfortunate events. <laughs> right. Like, fuck. Like, I, 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 I couldn't get over that helicopter twice, lightning. That was, was mind-boggling.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, so what would you give that episode out of five? I'd say three. Three out of five. I thoroughly enjoyed that one. I'd say about, like, 4.5 oh shit okay yeah yeah it it was the most fun because nothing really that bad happened but it, it was just enough to make you feel like oh shit maybe something's going on but then also like not bad enough where you're like oh shit real people lost their lives during this yeah yeah exactly whereas the next two episodes <laughs> holy shit <laughs> well there's one there's still um, oh right yeah sorry next episodes. yeah See, to, to me, the oh, yeah. Poltergeist one kind of kind of summed up the whole thesis of the whole thing uh, by saying that you know, like this, it, it it's bullshit to call them cursed films because then you're taking away like there's nothing about the film that cursed like Heather O'Rourke to have an undiagnosed health issue, and there's nothing about the film being cursed that led to um uh whatever yeah. her name I mean, whatever her name is, but I uh, I forget the actress's name. Uh, who got murdered by her boyfriend, right? Like, that's not... has nothing to do with the filming and of Poltergeist. guys.
1: crazy. No, exactly. And then, like, they even had, like, the special effects artists come on and be like, because uh, they're like, yeah, real skeletons from India they used in the pool scene when the mob was in the water and everything. And he's like, skeletons? Real skeletons have been around since, like, fucking the house <laughs> on the Haunted Hill. Like, I right. a real skeleton that comes out of water and shit like that. You know what? Made like, oh, my laugh. God. They use real this movie? It's just like It's been happening forever. Like, how is this a surprise, even if they did do it? Like,
0: why is that a surprise to you? Right. You know what made, made me laugh really know. hard, though? Is uh, when they are talking to a skeleton. Oh, shit. We just lagged super hard. <laughs>
1: Yeah I know. Don't oh, mind fuck. this episode.
0: It's gonna be yeah, a bit geez. laggy. <laughs> um, you know what made me really laugh though in in the episode was um when they were talking about the the skeleton thing in uh, in India and all I could think of is Return of the Living Dead when he was like, "Where do you get a skeleton with perfect teeth?" And he goes, "I'm pretty sure they have a farm up in India." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines from that movie man <laughs> it's oh my god <laughs> oh, and you know it was cool because uh, huge shout out to like Shockwave's podcast and Blumhouse but like Ryan Turek it was really I really liked watching him talk about it yeah me too Ryan it Turek was, is yeah, just I don't know uh oh like, oh. Okay, there we go. Okay. Just don't fucking mind it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was fun listening to him talk about the film too, and like how much he liked it and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, and Sean Clark's in that episode too. Who, if you've yeah. if gone to any convention, oh, shit. you've seen Sean Clark there. Yeah, and he just like stops.
1: And he's like, yeah, this is where Poltergeist was. And then the neighbor's like, oh, are you guys talking about the house? The Poltergeist house? And then they just go interview the neighbor. All right. I was like, that's
0: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, Random question, but have you ever gone to any uh, horror filming locations for anything?
1: Um, I haven't specifically
0: gone and, like,
1: found them. But I mean, a couple for Land of the Dead.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like... When Pretty you go easy.
1: Into Toronto, when you the Don Valley or something, or the Parkway or
0: whatever. Like some of those right. bridges and whatnot, they film right underneath it. Right, and even where the, uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame is, like that—that's the yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Um, that—that's the tower in the movie. So, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, but yeah, I I would like to do that. Yeah, I to go to a mean, few places
1: and actually yeah.
0: The only one for, for for horror movies that I've ever done is the Mineralville Mall, um, and that was fun as shit. Which I'm super <laughs> fucking jealous, <about. laughs> super jealous. I want to go so bad. Yeah, but like I don't know, like I, I wouldn't even really want to go anymore because the J C Penneys is now a movie theater, right? So like you're missing out yes. on like that in part.
1: 52 not noticing certain things like that,
0: I'd be kind of bummed out. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm, that's I'm really glad that I went. Yeah, that's
1: that's really cool that you did get to go. Yeah.
0: yeah uh, anyway. What would you like? I didn't hear you, but
1: what would you give that? <laughs>
0: Um I, I would give the Poltergeist one probably about a three out of five. I felt that it touched on the real horror stuff like just as much as it needed to without getting too dark or too graphic about it. And then I, like I said, I've, I really feel like they made the case for what the thesis was, and that could have been the last episode.
1: Yeah, I uh, I would agree. I'd give it a three. Oops. Oh sorry. Oh, noise, because I'm sitting on my bed recording. All right, it's So next two episodes are fucking crazy. Yeah. All right, well, let's kick it off with uh, episode four, which is yeah. The Crow. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of crazy shit that happened in this movie. Right. Even the making of it, and like, I only, I knew a little, I knew that he got shot for real. And that's about all I knew what happened to Brandon Lee. And then you watch this episode and you find out so much more, like, it's not really a cursed film. It's more of a, somebody, like they said in the episode, somebody was working too hard and didn't check what they had to check before they fired the gun
0: in the blank it is, it, it's just an accident right Like it's a horrible accident but it's just an accident
1: yeah and it's crazy remember when they were talking about Bruce Lee I'm pretty sure it's the, uh, his last movie was The Game of Death and in that uh, movie when they're filming a movie in the movie uh, somebody puts a real bullet in the gun and then shoots Bruce Lee and he dies in the movie on set I'm like, holy fuck, what a coincidence. That's crazy that that's how uh, his, his son th- died.
0: Like, oh, that was yeah, fucking it, There, There's a lot of weird things that that episode goes into, like about the whole, like, Bruce Lee, like, family son curse thing, where, like, he had to dress yeah. up and, like, dress it so when he was a kid, and to prevent some demon from knowing that he was a son and it's just like holy shit (laughs) like what the hell
1: (laughs) um yeah no, i think even finding out about like uh what's his name the gunslinger or whatever that michael berryman came in and did a full body to be in this movie and this part just got fully cut out and i mean when you see the prosthetics and the mask he has on him, like, I fucking wish we seen him in that movie, because I think that would have been phenomenal.
0: Yeah. Like, it's a great movie really...
1: already, but I think that's really what
0: happened Oh, for sure. Oh,
1: fuck. That's...
0: It's just, like, yeah,
1: it. Uh, I feel so bad how it happened, because, like, I won't really say. You have to watch it, because when you find out what happened and why it happened, it's like, fuck, somebody was either, like, how they say in the episode, he was either really overworked or careless, and it's like, holy fuck, being careless just took this, like, young actor's life. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, no, I, it it was a very unpleasant watch. It was very depressing. (laughs) Yeah,
1: um, yeah, it was just, he was young and this was gonna. they were saying that this was going to be the movie that really like kick-started his career he already had one but like this was going to really launch him to be like hopefully be out of his father's shadow so nobody'd be like oh you're brandon lee bruce lee's son and it would go right. oh that's brandon Lee, like in the crow and then it just it never happened for him because of what happened
0: exactly yeah it, it that the, it was a it was a really tough watch and then especially how emotional the people got when they were talking about it and stuff.
1: Yeah, especially when they're talking about like, um, the producer. When yeah. in the ambulance with the Oh, what happened at the hospital? And he gets choked up immediately and his eyes get red and he's like, I really, he's like, I'm not talking about that. I can't. I can't talk about it right now. So I'm like, holy fuck, man. Like, what happened? Like, you want to know, <laughs> but at the same time you can't be like, oh, no, come on, tell us. It's like, Really right. insane, but I wish I wish he did talk about it just to know like yeah. what was going on, like what happened.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh no, yeah, it, that one I, I would probably put it like a two point five because it was like entertaining to watch, but like again, j- just an unpleasant like it like the last two episodes kind of felt like watching like nine eleven footage, like just like completely dour and just low, you know what I mean? Uh it's uh,
1: I'm gonna give it a three just because like more so for the information side of things I learned a lot that I didn't know, but yeah right. like a two point five I'm being like bummed the fuck out because it's very depressing especially when everybody right. talks about it and you see how much like did, he was such a good guy you know he's young but he was you know this amazing polite dude like it's yeah, it's very sad what happened to him and it's fucking, it's a real shame. Because he is a good, he was a good actor, like. Yeah. And even when they're talking about, like, his stunt double, when the special effects artist made that, like, uh, death mask Mm -hmm. of Brandon. And they're like, yeah, we put it on his stunt double and everybody in the room was like, oh my god. Because it looks identical. When they take pictures of him, it looks uncanny. Yeah, like, it looks crazy like very creepy yeah but even in that i think my favorite person well my two favorite people in here talk about it was the producer which i don't remember his name and then michael barryman
0: yeah no michael barryman was great in that
1: episode he was i don't know you don't see him do a whole like he does stuff feature ads for movies and stuff but like i don't know something like this felt different watching him talk it almost felt like it was the first time listening to him talk about you know whatever was going on and it was just really insightful
0: yeah no i i agree like they do a whole bunch of horror documentaries but it's usually just the same people that you keep seeing in every single one of them and then you never see michael Berryman up yeah, it's like, oh,
1: we're making this movie and it costs this much money and we went through this and this happened and then, you know, this person got turned down, but it's like, no, Michael's just sitting there talking about, like, a tragedy that happened and yeah. he's not sugarcoating anything. Exactly. Yeah, that was... It was good. Yeah, I'd say, like, three, just for the information, but definitely two, 2.5 because of how depressing and fucking just... what
0: a tragedy it was. Yeah. Um, on, on, on a quick aside, though, um, there was one time I, I met Michael Berryman in, in a hotel lobby, and he told me the story about uh, when he met Rod Serling. And then as he was talking with me, he kind of stopped and he goes, uh, you look like you got a pretty big brain in your head. Are you going to like be a filmmaker someday? And I'm like, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like a really quick. Cool- <laughs> yeah, he, he was super nice to me. So, yeah, it was awesome. Michael Barrowman is such a, such a really... Just a genuinely nice guy. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyways, okay. So do you want to get on to the final episode?
1: <laughs> the craziest, most fucking fat shit insane thing. Like, I had never seen this before, this footage. So really? when I watched
0: it, I was in fucking shock. I yeah, had never like, seen... I, I've never seen the footage oh. that clear before. I've only ever seen it in a yeah. blurry, like, brain version, but oh my god, yeah, nice. What did you say? Oh, fuck.
1: It, 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 like, how cleaned up it was, it looked like it was on the news, like, a couple months ago.
0: Yeah, no, I, I know it, that part was kind of unsettling, because I'd never seen it. And they should have put some sort of warning at the start of it, saying, "Hey, we are going to show the graphic footage," because yeah, I was I'm just taken uh, by it, so and I was surprised. surprised.
1: Yeah, it was. Oh man. Okay, so we're talking about uh, the Twilight Zone, uh, the movie uh, from '80 something, directed by uh, John Landis and uh, I think Spielberg, did Saitman, not- and somebody. But holy fuck, this is a mess and crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to begin with it. That's how fucking crazy it is. Yeah.
0: Um, basically, you can like whittle it down to it was it it was the arguably like some of the biggest directors of the time who felt that they can do no wrong, and it was just a it was a different period of filmmaking, and they just wanted like it, it was everything had to be practical and every, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to start making excuses because I, I, I don't want to say that no one's to blame, but I think that you can't really put, bl- I, I see, and we'll get into this at the end of the episode, but I, I see John Landis get all of the hate for it. And I, even on the shockwaves group, people are going like, Oh, he should have gone to jail and all the shit. But it's like, there were so many other people involved in that situation and, it wasn't just him. Sure, he may have decided on doing that, but, like, there, it was a failure to communicate between every single one of the departments that led to uh, what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. And,
1: and I forget who it is. It's one of the, it's either, I think it might have been uh, Kane Hodder, because he's interviewed because he's a stuntman. Yeah. Um, he was talking, but he's like, this, this happens all the time. Shit like this yeah. happens, stunt, you uh, you overthink it, or you uh, say this is where we're going to end up when we fall out of this place, but then you don't end up there. It's like shit like that happens a lot of the time. You can't always guess it and be like right on with it. So when right. he said that, I'm like, yeah, like, sure, like some things were, you know, done that probably shouldn't have been, but you can't be like, oh, that's all Landis' fault, or that's all the producer's fault, or that's all the special effects you know um explosion guy's fault it's yeah exactly i I love landis i love american werewolf in london is my favorite movie from him but like i think they're all at fault but sure i I can't be like it's all landis he's a piece of shit i can't say that right
0: yeah i i i completely agree with that it was just it it was an oversight from everybody, and because something like that hadn't really happened before, no one felt that it could happen to you. But we have to think about all the good things that it did lead to, which is, like, all the super extra safety precautions that are now being taken on, on film sets because of what happened, right? Like, yeah. the the only reason, like, why we have all these things for, like, missing children in place is, unfortunately, because we ha- we've had missing children... That have gone missing before, right? Like, we can't deal with problems or yeah. learn how to better precautions until it actually happens. And it's terrible that it did happen, but if it wasn't that movie, it would have been another movie that something just like that would have happened on.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I would have. I gotta throw this so because when I seen it, as bummed out as I was finding out about stuff, I had a moment where I laughed pretty hard because uh, they interviewed Lloyd Kaufman of Troma Entertainment. And yeah, and he's a. <laughs> I'd say 50% of his interview, he's dressed up as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and I fucking, I just couldn't stop laughing. I was like, he's he's like, yeah, you know, if I, if I did any shit like this and got put in court, I'd be out there selling fucking hot dogs or God knows what. But he's saying this with lipstick on and a fucking low-cut red dress. And I'm right. howling. I can't stop. He just looks right. so ridiculous. So I couldn't stop laughing. It was fucking like, one of the funniest things I'd seen in a while. But it's <laughs> then it's like okay, I was laughing at that, and then right after that jumps into fucking you know Vic getting right like oh god yeah you don't know what it is and you don't want to watch it. It's literally a scene where uh, Vic has to take these two Vietnamese kids and he think or not Vietnamese are they Vietnamese yeah 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 yeah. yeah. And he has to take them. In his episode, he uh, gets well, taken by the Gestapo. And then he's in a fucking Vietnam uh, like camp or some shit. But he's, he's going to redeem himself in order to get out of that situation. So he saves these two little orphan Vietnamese kids to try and get them out of there. And the whole scene is he's going to run across the water while there's a helicopter in the air. And explosions are going off. And honestly, when I'm talking about it now, I'm seeing the video, and I'm, I'm seeing everything happen. And it's, oh. it's crazy because the I think it might have been the producer. Yeah. When he talks about it, he's, he's straight heartbroken. He starts crying. He, he needs a minute. He breaks down more than once because he's like, you know, I was there, and I could have done something about it, but I just kind of, like, it just happened. And yeah. what, what it was is they had... Uh, too big, ex- like not just two. It's like too many explosions that were a lot bigger than they anticipated, and, and it had um, gone up and shot up in the air, and it made the helicopter start to wobble. And there's one scene where it's on the right of them running through the water, explosions go off, the helicopter is on the left, and it crashes down in the water where they're running, and you see the blades hit Vic and the two kids, and it's just like holy fuck. Like, what the fuck did I just, I just seen these three people get murdered, like, well, not get murdered, but die right in front of my eyes from a helicopter, because it it lost control up in the air. And I was honestly, my jaw dropped, and I couldn't stop, I was like, oh my, I was speechless, I was like, holy fuck, I can't believe, this is crazy. And I never knew that, like, I knew he died, I didn't know how he died, so when I watched I was like, Jesus Christ, that's
0: insane. It, it is insane, and, and no, nothing against, like, Brandon Lee's death, because I know that was traumatic as well, but, like, the Twilight Zone accident is, that's incredibly traumatic. Yeah, because, like,
1: they weren't allowed to have kids, um, I think, it was it past eight, and they had two kids yeah. under, like, the age of 10 or 13 working at 2 a.m., and they weren't allowed to have it, and... You see, like, court stuff of these lawyers and whoever they have to deal with being, like, we would never have young children working that late, ever. We would not have allowed it. The film would have got shut down until they either, you know, found some way around it or whatever. But I was like, holy fuck.
0: Yeah, that whole situation is just a complete nightmare and like all of those people involved who like could have done something like they have to live with that for the rest of their lives you know oh yeah
1: like like when you watch the producer and it's how many years later and he's still he's still traumatized by it yeah it's like, yeah that'll be with him until he dies
0: no exactly yeah that
1: for that was probably the most depressing moment for me in yeah. the whole thing, like like you said, like nothing against it. That was bad. Like it sucks. It was a, it was an accident really. And this was just this was almost carelessness in a bit. Because yeah. like, no, we just want big explosions. Go, go, yeah. go. And it's like that could have been, you know, stopped, but it just wasn't. And you hear you hear the producer. Like, I I should have stopped it and I could have stopped it, but you know, Spielberg and Landis on on the film said it's like all this stuff's going on, it's
0: it was, it was wild. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um there I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's um an interview from some sort of Fangoria thing. Um but it's like a video interview from I think the early two thousands. Um Tony Timpone does it and uh, he interviews John Landis and it gets to the point they're starting to talk about the twilight zone movie and john just looks and he goes tony how long have we known each other he's like where's this going he's like he's like you know that i don't want to talk about this at all he goes it was an incredibly stressful and emotional time for me he goes i feel like i'm responsible for the death of three actors he's like i'm not i'm not talking about this anymore right like it's it's such a haunting event to be blamed solely for the murder of three people right like that's got to be so str- i don't know like I, I just can't it's it's a horrible situation for every single person involved in it
1: yeah and i mean even at the end of the episode they uh, they say they tried to reach out to landis but they got no reply and be like yeah like i don't blame them why <sighs> some of these people might have wanted to talk about like talk about the film because they'll be like all right this is going to make me feel better I'll get it out, you know. I'll I'll talk about it and whatnot. But that might not be the case for Landis. He might just be like, if I talk about it, I'm going to think about it for the next couple months and I don't want to be in that. He probably thinks about it enough or gets brought up once in a while. And that's enough as it is. You don't need it any more than
0: that. Yeah, no, I I, I completely agree with that. But yeah,
1: that was the worst. You see the helicopter come down? I felt sick to my stomach. It is. Oof. That uh, was rough that terrible.
0: Yeah, that was that was so shit. Uh do well, you have anything else to say about cursed films? Um watch it.
1: I'd say watch it. even with that, you know, that feeling you get from watching and the the information that you get from it is is good to know i guess if you if you want to know all that stuff like i i love that i love documentaries on dvds and blu-rays and all that stuff so this was right up my alley and i mean like like we said we're both not huge fans of the exorcist but i said like i feel you have to watch it and you see where it goes right from after that episode to like the next four and it's it's wild I, i i
0: i I say, well, yeah, you have to watch it. Yeah, I'd, uh, I, I'd probably say the same. Like, definitely check it out.
1: Yeah, it's... The information alone on some of them are really good and worth the watch.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I completely agree. But, yeah. Right. I can't um, stop thinking about I keep seeing it now, like, it's
0: like oh my god yeah um this is going to be the most bizarre transition of all time um i had a, a zoom conference call with max landis yesterday
1: oh yes fuck I didn't, sorry man i totally i didn't forget but i forgot you know like oh that's this, it. dude it's it's totally fine tell me about it i i, I want to hear about it
0: um, okay, so um, I've been a huge fan of Max Landis for uh, about five years now. Um, when I when I left film school, because I, I kind of dropped out and I was like, j- I just hated the program and shit. But I was like, man, like these people have taken everything that I wanted to, like everything that I loved about film, and, and I just like they spat on it. And I'm like, I just I never want to think about doing movies ever again. And then, like three minutes or three—fuck, not three minutes, three months after um, when when I got home, um, I, I was trying to sleep one night, but I couldn't sleep for whatever reason. And at the time, I was like falling asleep listening to like YouTube videos and stuff. And I, uh, I I came across a video of Max Landis talking about screenwriting at the New York Film Academy, and it was like two hours long. So like, oh, perfect! Like I'll be able to fall asleep to this. And I couldn't fall asleep to it because it was so fucking fascinating. And the way that he was talking so passionately about screenwriting, I'm like, man, that's how I feel about screenwriting. And when the when the interview was over, I opened up uh, the script writing uh, app that I had on my computer and I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna, I, I need to do this. Like, this is part of my blood. Like, this is who I am as a person. I just really need to do this. And I wrote fucking 20 pages of an awful Dracula screenplay (laughs) because that was the only idea I had at the time. (laughs) But then, uh, so, but then like, I, I then later like devoured, like every time he did an interview on a podcast or something like I, I needed to listen to it. And so like, I, uh, I so closely associate like him with like me, like really hardcore getting into like screenwriting and stuff. So, um, him and I have been, uh, talking on Instagram and Reddit for almost five years now, and, um, uh, I sent him a Gremlins 2 t-shirt because he thought, like, well, because I found out that he loves Gremlins 2 as much as I and you love Gremlins 2, and I was like, fuck it, like, I'm buying a Gremlins 2 shirt, and I jokingly messaged him on Reddit, I'm like, hey, if I buy one and send it to you, like, do you want this? He goes, dude, that would be awesome, and then, uh, he sent me, um, an autographed uh, uh copy of a superman comic that he did so it was just like super cool and stuff and um so so we've been talking on like instagram and stuff and then he has um uh, like a story consultation um like where he's like he wants to help out writers as much as he possibly can so he'll like meet with them over skype and stuff and uh so so i'm like hey uh if you have time, I'm like, I would love to be able to, like, talk with you, and, like, talk about, like, one of my ideas and something, so, so he did, and, dude, it was so surreal to just be on my computer and then get that email that said, like, from Max Landis, being like, oh, here's my Zoom meeting thing, like, log in with this, and, and I did, and then, like, the moment the the video starts out, he's, like, eating a pretzel, and he's, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry I was eating a pretzel while while it was connecting, so he, like, waited a minute, he's, like, dying of laughter at the start of the video and shit, and, and then he was just like, oh, dude, like, like, what's your name again? And then I said JT. He's like, dude, I, it is such a pleasure to finally meet you and shit. So I was like, oh, my God, this is so fucking That's cool. crazy. Yeah. And then it was awesome, though, because the night before the Zoom call, he, uh, he actually wore the Gremlins 2 shirt on his Instagram and tagged Rick Baker. And then he, he was like, Ladies and gentlemen, today's a big day. I'm finally high enough to wear this shirt. And then he showed it and <laughs> yeah, shit, and it was just... So yeah, so it, that? Yeah, and then, um... So then, like, while we were talking, he, he, was, he told me the story about, like, Joe Dante and Gremlins 2 and stuff, and then he showed me his Gremlins 2 uh, little shrine that he has and stuff, and, uh, it was so... Oh. It was so crazy, because I, Um, he was looking, uh because I told him that like I was a really big fan of horror movies and he was like well you know I could tell that from your Halloween poster on your Instagram profile I'm like oh my god like he legit like recognizes me you know <laughs> and then so uh yeah. I, and then um I I was saying that like I wanted to like I want to write horror movies but I'm not sure if I'm like good at writing horror movies and he's like well you know typically if you're a fan of something you are really good at writing, like, what you're a fan of. He goes, and looking at your room, I can tell that you're a huge horror fanboy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, like, yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then, uh, and then he's like, well, you know, like, my dad and Joe Dante. And I'm like, oh my God, he's talking about John Landis, <laughs> but he's saying my dad. Like, that's fucking crazy. Right? Like, it was just bizarre. <laughs> it, so like, it was boring. such it an, an insane dirty. thing.
1: Like, you know who his father is but to hear him go yeah my dad it's like on he he's like john landis that's your dad and it's like right exactly. that's when you're like, saying it to me right now how you just said he mentioned his dad i'm like yeah his dad's john landis and i'm like holy right.
0: fuck right that would, uh, yeah I,
1: and like, i'd probably i'd honestly probably shit myself if that happened like i got to right. do anything sort of like that with somebody i like i, I look up like even when i when you and I have gone, like, not together, but separate, but that's going to change. Yeah. So we're going to go to a convention together. But Oh, hell yeah. Uh, even when you, you meet somebody like that, it's just like you turn into a puddle of fucking mush. You don't know what to say. Well, like, you blab the same right. thing over and over again. So, like, the fact that you didn't do that, I'm like, congratulations, because I would have fucking, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know what I would fucking do, honestly.
0: Yeah, and it was just so crazy because, like, it it didn't cost any money or anything and it was just like it was just max and i talking for 35 minutes and like i was his like sole purpose of like like we we were just like two guys just like like the way that you and i are talking right now is how like him and i had a conversation yesterday see that's
1: cool it's not weird or anything or like you can just no, sit no, down it, and have something like that with somebody you look up to that's amazing
0: Right, and, like, it it was just so surreal, because, like I said, like, I, I associate, like, everything about, like, screenwriting, like, there's so many things that, like, I've learned from him just from, like, watching his YouTube videos or listening to interviews, and then, like, I'm literally just having, like, a casual conversation with this person, and then, like, he it it, for a moment it felt like he was like interviewing me because he's like so so um describe yourself as a writer like how long have you been a writer and all this stuff and so I was I I had to go through like my life story about how like I always felt like I was a writer and shit and then and then it just got up up to this point now and then he's like okay where are you in your career now and then we talked about that and then he was like offering me suggestions on on where to get to the next step and then we were talking about story ideas and and then he helped me out a lot with one of my stories. And then it was just crazy. Like, he, he gave me, like, some really solid advice for, for one of my scripts. And then, um, and then like, halfway through me telling the story, he goes, well, how does it end? And I'm like, well, I don't have the ending because I there's an element to it that, like, I wasn't sure if I should introduce or not. And then he talked me into it. It was like, no, like, do the Gremlins 2 thing and go, like, fucking balls deep and off the walls with this. And just be as crazy as you possibly can. <laughs> Yeah, so, and then, uh, so, uh, um, so we talked about that, and then he's like, so how does it end? I'm like, well, I don't, I don't have the ending right now, and then he was, he was like, dude, when you finish it, he was like, when you find it out, message me what the ending is, because I really want to know, like, how this story ends, and, like, I'm sure he says to, like, everybody that he meets up with, but, like, it was, sh- watching him get excited about my idea and then, like we were both like spitballing and like workshopping the idea together, and like I would say something and make him laugh, and then he would work off of that idea. It was just that was so much fun. <laughs>
1: that
0: is really cool. That is yeah, totally it, awesome. it was it was surreal. And then is, like, In man. the other part. When he was talking about his dad, though, because I said that I, I met George Romero and he told me not to go to film school, and then Max started laughing. He goes, "Yeah, well, you know, like I've heard my dad say not say for people to go to film school." And he's like, "Yeah, Dad, that's easy when your friends are Steven Spielberg and Rick Baker and Joe Dante." <laughs> right? Like it, it was just so it was just so yeah. funny. So yeah, it was it was such a cool experience.
1: That is really cool, man. Even, even you just tell me, like, I got so excited for you when you were telling me that, because that's badass. Yeah, well, thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, okay. it was something cool. It, it's funny, because I, I'll tell other stories, too, but I remember this one time, and the only reason I'm bringing this up, because, like, I just said, like, about turning into a fucking pile of mush when you meet somebody um, in Toronto one time for... um Expo when uh, I think this one might have been a year when Rune Morgue was still doing um, like part of the Rune Morgue festival affair or whatever uh, I ran into Ray Wise in the hotel lobby and I, I walked up to him and he was waiting for people and he looked like he was a bit irritated because I think he'd been waiting there for a while because when I went up to him he was super nice and I was like um, hi my name is Evan and I just wanted to say like <laughs> hi i love you in robocop and i loved you in twin peaks and i just think you're a great actor he's like oh thanks very much and i was like yeah have a good night and i just walked away (laughs) it's like i don't know what to fucking say (laughs) i just i I keep myself in the ass like i could have been so much like more together than i was when i when i met him and talked to him Cause I seen him right. at like the convention where the guests were. And I didn't go up to him cause I'm like, he's going to be like, there's that fucking crazy guy that just like walked away <laughs> after saying two things and didn't say anything right. else. But that was, oh, right. my God. <laughs> <That's... sighs> but yeah, man, that's so exciting. I'm so glad you, you got to do that. Cause I, I remember you messaged me and you told me, and like, even when you messaged me and said like, this is happening, I was like, I got excited for you too. So I was like, that's fucking cool, man. Like that's so neat he's just, yeah. just like don't worry you don't have to pay and we're just going to talk about this shit I'm like that's that's badass That's yeah right. it
0: was awesome yeah it was so cool <laughs> <laughs> alright well
1: um, <laughs> do you have examples I
0: think that's pretty much it
1: yeah okay well I mean like he said we'll post the thing because hopefully he's still doing it tomorrow I'll we'll have to keep an eye out for that and then we can post the link and People can join along if they want to play Trivia. Uh, you have to have, pretty sure, a Twitch account. So if you've got one, you're set, and then you just sign up and join the room and throw it laid back. It's fun. There's tons and tons of talk about horror, and there'll be a movie
0: on as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I can't wait for it. It'll be a lot of fun. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Uh, All right, uh, that has been uh, this week's episode of Morbidly Deceased. Um, I've been J.T. McCallum. And I'm Evan Delworth. And have a spooky day.